you know, it goes beyond just, okay, here's my ride for today or for this week. Uh, I'm assuming like, you know, many instructors, you know, I, I'll create a ride and I'll use it a number of times throughout the year. And, and the preparation I've done just for that one sort of initial ride carries itself through for every time I wind up using that ride in the future. All I have to do is review my notes and it all comes back to me. And Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another Indoor Cycle Instructor Pro podcast, a podcast that we developed specific for our ICI Pro members. And I added a category to sort through the thousands of pages of information and hundreds of podcasts that we have to what I and others are describing as best practices with an understanding that, you know, there's a lot of peripheral information out there, but there are certain things that as an instructor are crucial for the success of you delivering this awesome class that I believe that you're really interested in. And to that end, I don't know that there's anything more important or more appropriately defined as a best practice than the process of actually creating a profile from scratch. And so Tom Scotto from Cycling Fusion joins me and we're going to talk about the anatomy of a profile. Excellent. <laughs> How was that? Did I get that off okay? I think I think you did a great job on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, it's fun to have you back. Yes, it's, it's good to be here. Uh, ho- hopefully it won't sound like one of those those interviews they do on uh, you know TV with the you know, the person out in the field, you know, in the middle of a storm, you know, reporting as to what the conditions are, you know, we can get through this before our, our big storm in Boston hits. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this. What's the name of this hurricane? I, I uh, Is it uh, Susie or Susan or something? I don't know. I'm in here in the, you know, I'm sheltered here in the center of the state. So I, or in the center of the country. So we don't, we're not affected by these things, but so let's get added here before your power goes out. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Okay. So the anatomy of a profile, obviously what would be considered a best practice. Do you agree? I think so. I, I, I mean, I, I strongly believe it. I mean, I think seeing, you know, what we'll talk about during this, this, uh, this time, we'll, we'll, we'll pretty much put an emphasis on the value of it. All right. Well, so where do we begin? It's really helpful to begin with what is it that you want to deliver to your classes. And there's a number of ways to, to figure that out. Of course, that's the, the, what is it, the $10,000 question? You know, what is it that you're going to uh, to do that day? Uh, and I think it, it comes about in, in answering a number of questions. And I think these questions are very good when you're building your profile because they do a number of things. It, it one, gives your profile a focus, which is, is a, an excellent thing to do for your riders. And the focus doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing one specific thing. It just means that th- there is a, a plan attached to what it is you're going to deliver. Uh, but it also helps keep the quality and consistency of your rides, which I think is very, very important in both, you know, your riders enjoying the the ride and getting something out of it, but also for us as instructors being confident. And I'm always more confident when, you know, I've gone that extra mile to really plan out, you know, in detail what I'm going to do. And you know, it goes beyond just, okay, here's my ride for today or for this week. Uh, I'm assuming, like, 
you know, many instructors, you know, I, I'll create a ride and I'll use it a number of times throughout the year. And, and the preparation I've done just for that one sort of initial ride carries itself through for every time I wind up using that ride in the future. All I have to do is review my notes and it all comes back to me. And, you know, so I, I think there's just many, many benefits to, you know, having a, a really good solid way of building a profile. Exactly. Well, and I just the the whole concept of the audio profile was to, to help a professional indoor cycling instructor have the confidence that they are prepared quickly. And for many of us, you know, that don't have the time, uh, family work, whatever, and yet we still want to deliver, you know, our audio profiles work great. But for many of our instructors, I'm finding out that they want to create their own. And so we really have kind of a step-by-step approach that you're going to offer that will um, guide them as we go forward. All right. So step one. Well, I say step one is, is you know, describe the experience, describe the ride, whatever that's going to be. Uh, and, you know, this could be anything from, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to have a fun ride. Um, that's going to simulate sort of, you know, riding outdoors through the park and whatever that might be Two, you know, we're going to do interval based, um, training that is going to help us, uh, with, you know, better, you know, aerobic fitness. So, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, something very you know strict. It could be very open-ended, but you just, you're putting a description for the ride down and it's, it's really good to actually write the description down, uh, so that you have something to refer to. And, you know, it's sort of your objective. These are things that become part of your cues. And I'm not going to get so much into the cueing aspect of the profile, but you'll see how this really becomes a sort of the skeleton of where you drop your cues in. Uh, and it helps you figure out a lot of what you're going to say and topics that you want to cover and stories that you might want to tell and things like that, uh, depending on your approach. So, you know, you want to write that description down, write the objective down. Okay, what is it that you want? What is it that you're going to do? During class, what's going to what's going to be the sort of the approach, and what are they your riders going to get out of it? Uh, and that's an important thing to put out there. Is anyone who teaches or educates knows is you know you want to let people know at the beginning of the class what it is that you're doing and what they're going to get out of it. During the actual ride, you want to emphasize that they are doing it <laughs> and they are getting it. And at the end of the ride, you want to let them know what they accomplished. So, you know, it just really helps keep that consistency and, and people walk out of your class feeling successful, like they've, they've achieved the, uh, the objective. And then what I'd look at is three sort of further defining elements of what it is that you're going to do. One is, what is the ride level? And uh, with Cycling Fusion, we really encourage level-based classes. Uh, I know probably... Sadly, it's maybe 75% of the classes that are delivered, at least across the country, are not level-based, meaning they're not specifically targeting a beginner or targeting an intermediate rider or an advanced rider. It's just, you know, and and I'm in the same boat. I mean, all the classes I teach are not broken down by level. So it's not like I'm uh, I'm standing up on a soapbox saying everyone should do this. I'm I'm, I'm in that. I'm in that category. Uh, But it is helpful to think through who this class is designed for. Uh, because it helps you create options. You know, maybe the class is not as difficult. It's a little harder, uh, or I should say it's a little easier rather, uh, in general, you might want to come up with some other options if you have advanced riders in your class and 
the opposite is true as well. If you have a class that you feel is, wow, this is a, could be a very difficult class for whatever reason, from muscular strength to aerobic, just the demands of the class, the intensity levels, you want to now, knowing that, say, okay, what are going to be some of the options for those that feel they can't handle it uh, and without making them feel like they're failing or they're weak or, you know. <clears throat> so it, it throws a couple of flags out there that you're going to have to deal with later. You know, when you're coming up with your actual uh, drills and your cues. Uh, the next thing I look at is the category. I say, what, what category does this ride fall into? Does this profile fall into? You know, is it, uh, is it a climbing uh, class that's focused on climbing? Uh, is, it, uh, is it a race day? Uh, is it for, you know, uh, some type of aerobic development? Uh, you know, is it, ter- is it terrain-based, you know, where we're going to kind of focus on terrain so there's different categories that your rides can fall into, and, and you can make up your own categories. Uh, categories are sort of a bigger, a bigger topic. And then within those topics, you might have a focus. So you, you know, I tend to, and, and most people know this, uh, I usually use a more specific singular focus to my rides. Being a coach, you know, I, I try to get them to accomplish uh, a specific task. But you, know, you can have multiple focus or focuses in your, in your profile. Uh, and the focus could be, uh, for example, if you're working on climbing, this is the climbing category, uh, it could be anything from, hey, we're going to do a Tour de France climb to we're going to focus solely on climbing strength and here's how it's going to happen or we're going to do some muscular endurance work and here's how that's going to come about. So the focus could be, you know, be, be usually small, but it's, it definitely can have a lot of variety to it. And you're, Tom, forgive me for interrupting. And you're communicating this, once your profile is done, you're going to communicate this as part of your introduction to the class. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those steps. And I've done a lot of, and this is probably where my approach comes from, uh, I've done a lot of uh, time management, project management, business process, you know, in my previous lives. And, you know, sometimes you think about these things and you go, okay, well, this is, I know I have to do these things and I don't write them down. And then you start getting into, you know, the meat of what you're doing, in our case here, writing the actual profile. But there is such a value to going and writing these specific, the answers to these specific questions down. You know, and that's for, you know, all of us, you know, the instructors, you know, listening to this uh, right now is, you know, we can think, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep those things in mind. I'm like, no, I'm going to really encourage you to write them down and go back and refer to them later. Uh, I mean, our, our, Q sheet with cycling fusion, you know, has places that you're supposed to fill these things out. And, and you know, to your point, John, yes, the, this becomes part of your intro. Uh, this is where you develop your cues and your language from, uh, and it really helps people stay on target. So now we have all that, uh, all that sort of uh, the planning and the preparation and everything set forward. You know, now we can get into a little bit more of you know, okay, what what is it that we're going to uh, we're going to focus on. Uh, for the ride, <clears throat> what I like to look at first, it's it's sort of like when you're uh, building a, a profile. To me, is like putting a puzzle together. You know, if you if you just start with random pieces, it, it gets really difficult, and you can get overwhelmed. Uh, whereas, you know, hey, let's find the corners right in the puzzle. Let's <laughs> let's build the outside, and then we'll fill the middle in when we uh, as the pieces come to us. So that that's my approach to building a profile, and how that translates to me is. One, what is the warm-up and cool-down need to be for this ride? <clears throat> it's good to put that in there. And if you're dealing with 
you know, a 45 or 60 minute class, uh, you, once you drop those in there, you, you know, you do some simple math and let's say your, your warm up is, you know, eight to 10 minutes and your cool down is whatever, seven or so, you know, you look and say, okay, what does that leave me? Uh, and my typical warm up, which includes, you know, my, my, my safety speech and all that other good stuff that we, we have to say at the beginning of every class, uh, plus their preparation time to get them ready for the, the first real effort of the, of the, the class is usually somewhere between eight and, and 20 minutes. I know that's a pretty big range. Uh, and my classes usually panic when they know it's going to be a long warm up. <laughs> they, they know they're about to get hit with something pretty major, pretty epic. Um, so yeah, so it's just conditioning, you know. I, I know I've been in classes before when you know you say we're going to do this really long warm up, and you, know, you, you you can almost feel the roll of the eyes, you know. Um, but uh, that's not my uh, it's not my mode. And then the same thing with the cool down, you know where where are you going to bring them towards the end of this profile, and what is it going to take for them to recover? You know, and recover can be different things. Uh, and I think I've talked about this on, on numerous uh, audio profiles. Is there are times when you know you can, you can whatever get appalled by me saying this, but I, I don't I don't cool people down at the end of the ride. Uh, and you know, I remember the first time I said that, someone freaked. But what I really you know, in that particular case, I had led them through an event like a Tour de France stage, which it was such a cool. Um, energy in the room that to bring everybody back down to a cool down would have sort of stifled, you know, everything that you had built. Now, of course, I didn't encourage people to jump off their bikes and and do unhealthy things. I told them, hey, you know, we're having a lot of fun here. We just ended the ride, and you know, cool down. I need you guys to cool down, spin down, but you know, whatever you guys are talking about and having fun with, you know, keep it going. So uh, that would be my rare exception. Mm-hmm. But if you know, you know, if you're bringing someone to a very, very hard effort towards the end of the ride, you need to give them time to bring that intensity level back down. Uh, and you might have specific stretches that you might want to do based on you know what parts of their body you thoroughly tortured during that event. And you're going to want to figure out how much time you need to do that. You know, my my general standard is I like to cool people down for about three minutes. Um, which will get their heart rate down to somewhat of a conversational level. And then my stretching routine usually takes me between five and six minutes, depending on you know what, which stretches I leave in and which stretches I pull out for the sake of time. So I'm generally looking at an eight to nine minute uh, cool down, which you know, is the you know, right after the last drill, lowering the heart rate, moving into the stretch. <clears throat> So, you know, if you take those two pieces away, uh, if you take the warm-up away and the cool-down away, you can oftentimes uh, knock out close to 20 minutes of your ride right there. And that leaves you with 40 minutes to pretty much have some, you know, have some fun with what your drills are going to be. So we kind of put our bookends in. The second thing I, I, uh, I look at after I put the bookends of the warm-up and cool-down in is how much recovery is going to be required for what I'm doing. And, you know, if we're doing, you know, climbs, a lot of times we use the descents or the downhills as our recovery times. If we're doing interval training, there's, you know, there's two types of recovery we need to look at. One is, you know, what is the, the recovery in between each of the intervals? And then usually we do interval training in sets. So if you did a set of four to six intervals, they all have their small bits of recovery in there. And then there's a larger bit of recovery before you 
throw them into another set of work. <clears throat> so I'm going to look at you know how much recovery is required for this ride, and you know for an early season ride where maybe we're doing some some tempo work or some aerobic endurance where the efforts are long and the intensities are low, I might not put a lot of recovery in there at all. So I know, okay, you know, I've got a lot of room here for my drills. I know what my drills are going to be. However, if I'm later in the season and I'm really hitting them hard, maybe with some high intensity interval training, you know, I'm going to need to plan, you know, some three to four minute recovery blocks in there to make sure that they can do whatever I'm asking them to do next. So again, you know, you're, you're still, you're stripping out more and more time away from what it is that you're about to do. Then you get down into the fun part, which is really selecting the efforts. You know, if it's climbing, you're going to look and say, Hey, am I, if I'm doing uh, sort of building, uh, aerobic endurance, I'm sorry, uh, muscular endurance, I'm going to choose some longer climbs and they might be anywhere from seven to, I mean, I've done climbs as, as long as, you know, 21, 35 minutes. Obviously, you drop one of those babies in there, and that you know it's almost pretty much call it a day. You've, you've got the whole ride uh, squared away. If you're doing a profile for uh, you know a tour or a Giro or a Vuelta, you know then that profile is going to help you figure out you know how long you're going to make your climbs and your flats and your lead ups to the sprints and however you're going to do that. <clears throat> but it really helps you figure out what is it, uh, what kind of time am I playing with here. And then when you're done with the profile, we're done dropping your major pieces in. I don't think I think when people get wigged out is they try to find exactly the right amount of time for every single piece. And that, that you can start really you know, getting stressed by doing that. I would drop everything in right away and say, okay, I'm doing intervals. I'm going to do it. So let's try for three sets. I tried three sets, maybe six, uh, you know, six reps or however you, whatever terminology you want to use, six efforts per that interval. And I drop them in there and I go, oh, wow, I'm – four minutes over, over my time. So, you know, you have a couple of, now you can start making some decisions. I could knock a effort off of each set. Uh, maybe I plan for four minutes recovery. Can I get away with three minutes recovery? I mean, only you're, you're going to know this based on the ride and you can easily regain that four minutes. Uh, and then you've got it done. If you're working with climbs, it's the same thing. Hey, I put three big climbs in there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm two minutes under. Well, you know, <laughs> you can extend the descent. You can, uh, you know, uh, make one of the climbs uh, a little bit bigger, uh, depending on how you want to do it. <clears throat> and then you have your you have your framework. And what I call that is that's really the the first pass. And e- even though it sounds a little laborious as to maybe how I described it, or maybe that sounds pretty simple, uh, you you can really accomplish this in a matter of you know really 10 to 15 minutes. Just put these pieces together. And of course, the next piece is, okay, now I have to put the music in there. And you know, I'm not going to get into the, the, the music aspect of how to select music. But what I will say is, this is another place where you need to be flexible. If you have a climb and it's, you know, it's looking like it's going to be, you wanted a seven-minute climb in there and you find an, an eight-and-a-half-minute piece of, you know, some kind of a nice trance music, yeah. Again, it, it's you've got a framework to play with. You know what you can adjust. So you just make that one climb a little bigger to accommodate, you know, accommodate that piece of music which you really like, and you make an adjustment somewhere else. And at the end of the the time, you wind up with a profile that's that's right in the ballpark of what you want. And you really did not have to start from okay, here's my warm up. What's that going to be? And you build your way across. And I, I just find that to be a very tedious way to. And a frustrating way to try to put a, a profile together. 
Tom, what resource can you provide everybody to help kind of lead them through this process? The two resources that we can provide would one be just uh, an outline of what we had just uh, spoken about. So they have that plan you know, in mind that they can use it for the first couple of times if they're not familiar with building a profile in this fashion. It'll remind them as to what they're, what they're doing, <clears throat> as well as uh, a sample cue sheet uh, or profile sheet so they can see you know, how this looks when it's, it's all put together. You know, the, the piece that we, we didn't cover, well, the two pieces we didn't cover is one, you know, specifics on music, which is a category in and of itself, and cueing, you know, which is also, you know, an, a pretty extensive category. But I think the, the, the piece after you get your profile solidified, you've, you've got the times of everything the way you want it, you're, you know it's focused, you know it's on target, the music is all set, you're ready to go, then you go back through everything that you've, you've just looked at and say, okay, what am I going to be talking about today? Uh, and you know, if you are a more of a storyteller kind of, uh, instructor, which you know, I tend to like to pull stories out from things I've done or my writers have done or things I've seen, uh, that's when you say, okay, you know what, you know, am, if there are any stories I'm going to tell during this ride, uh, and you know, you can drop those in as you're building your, building your cues out. So that becomes very helpful. And of course, if you know, depending on what you're using for tools, if you use just a, a piece of paper or you, you know, you're reading off of iTunes and you know, as you well know and everybody knows, we we use Class Builder. Uh, you know, we just drop all that stuff in there. And uh, you know, as you're teaching your class, you've got all the background knowledge and everything that it took you to put this together in your head. And I just find that it, it you your confidence level is is very high. You very rarely find yourself not having something to say or help someone with, plus you're able to really guide your riders along to you know what's coming up next, what kind of intensities are they dealing with, uh, letting them know even that the, the next two or three drills that are coming up and how they tie into what it is that you're trying to deliver to them. So that there's just so many benefits of going through a process like this. The one challenge I've had in, in doing this even out of a, a, out of the context of indoor cycling is when you follow a process Sometimes you get focused on the process and, hey, I want to get the process done. And you look at the product of it and you go, okay, well, I got a, I got a profile out of it. Okay, great. Really come up with something that you like. like don't, <laughs> the process is, is great and it's just sort of a means to an end. But always be excited about the profile that you're going to deliver and let the process help you with that excitement. Because you know, I've been there. I've created a profile and it, it was an exciting profile. But when I got to class, it just didn't – it was missing stuff. So in a lot of ways, putting, you know, using this sort of anatomy of a profile, we can uphold all the fun that we like to have because we were prepared. It, it was consistent. We didn't miss any pieces. And when we get the class and we deliver it, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this, but I experienced it. I love it. I pull up that profile, look at it and go, oh, I, I, I can't wait to deliver this class. <clears throat> so I, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of en enjoyment that comes out of maybe a, you know, what may appear to be a tedious process to some. I, I think the, it pays off in, you know, as I've said numerous times during this, this uh, time here, it just pays off in, in spades when you get in front of your class. Uh, one question I did have, Tom, is that can you do a profile too many times? I, I think so. I mean, it, I mean, I've had profiles I've used for the last 10 years. <clears throat> which you know that might make my say okay Tom tired time to take that tattered and make tethered thing and tattered or whatever it is and throw it in the garbage. Uh, 
but I think if you, if you know, depending on how many profiles you have, uh, you know, I tend to cycle through mine. So, you know, I might give them the same profile, you know, 10 years, but they're only getting it once or twice per year. So I'm not sure if that answers your question or not, but you know, I, I, I'm sensitive to that. Uh, and I know I've talked to people that take indoor classes and there are some instructors that are not sensitive to that. Um, but I will say, I think riders are sensitive to it. If they're getting the same ride over and over again, even if it's a great ride, it somehow reflects on the lack of preparation for the instructor or the time that they're investing in it. And, uh, and that's different for all of us. I mean, some of us do this, you know, it's more of a, t- a part of our full-time job where others, this is just fun. You know, we're, we're working, you know, ridiculous hours during the week and this is our, our fun time. So yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's w- just build a, a library and, uh, and try to, you know, get as a good rotation of profiles in there and avoid that uh, repeating things over and over and over again. Got it. Because it is very easy to get stuck in a rut, I think. Yeah, and it could be anything. It could be a, you know, a, a profile rut. It could be a music rut. And uh, you know, I know that. You, know, you kind of sense it. You can feel it. You know, it's like, wow, well, okay, it's time for a music upgrade. And uh, you know, just wherever you get your music from, it's time to you know, drop a little bit of investment in there and get yourself inspired and you know you see it in your riders too when a new piece of music comes across and you're excited well, about it and they're excited about it so exactly exactly hence the, the the incredible value of well spotify and i apologize to those that's are hearing this and it's not available where you are um but it uh, having access to all these other instructors music <laughs> to me is awesome now we just need to find a way to integrate it with class builder. That would be yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll put that on the docket there for uh, <laughs> throw throw that to developers and see what they come up with. But I'm I'm sure it'll. I can't imagine it will not be uh, something we'll consider at some point. Right. Oh yeah, because that would be the the holy grail. I think. Yes. To, to bringing it all together. Yes. Exactly. All right. Well, Tom Scotto, Cycling Fusion. Thank you for this. And if someone has questions, uh, where's the best place for them to get in contact with you? Uh, just hit me up directly at Tom at cyclingfusion.com. Perfect. Well, now batten down the hatches and uh, hopefully you get through the storm and come out uh, dry on the other side. Yeah, this might be the first time I'm taking an indoor class where there's actually wind and rain coming into the room. So it could be the most realistic indoor cycling class ever. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we'll be careful. All right. Take care, John. Thanks, Tom. Bye-bye.